So guys, welcome our dear friend, Miss Katie Haskell to the Basically Basic Podcast. Oh my gosh. So happy Yay! to be here. Insert <laughs> like be... fake claps. <laughs> uh, honestly, I'm, one of Amanda and I's dreams is to have like buttons like they do on radio shows where oh it's my like, gosh. like says a laugh funny track. things yeah so like a laugh track and make it as cheesy as possible I, I want like office bits like where you can do like you can hear michael scott i want some like, <laughs> yes. i want some like kim kardashian bits i have dreams oh my gosh yes we yeah. have big dreams but in the meantime just imagine that our audience is clapping you in yes. saying we love you katie which oh honestly guys i cannot love katie more we were talking before we jumped on this podcast about her sweet dog Frank, who Katie and I are actually connected because our dogs are in love. <laughs> so true, though. It's so not true. even a lie. <laughs> it's not like the only boy dog that Sushi's ever like really played with and loved. Like What's she's Frank? obsessed with Frank. How? Also, I love that his name is Frank. That's the best dog name. Well, <laughs> the thing that ma- yeah. describing Frank. I was gonna say the thing Frank that makes it the best name is the fact that he's twelve pounds. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> This itty-bitty, like, little cute dog. He's a Havanese for anybody that, like, knows that breed or whatever. And um, he's just, like, itty-bitty, cutest face of all time. Tons of personality. Like, so over-the-top over personality. Never met anyone that he didn't love. And everybody loves wow. him. Cute. Yeah. yeah. And the funny thing is, is Steven, until he met Frank, would swear that he did not like little dogs. Like, did would never be like... I never want a little dog. They're not cute. And he's obsessed with Frank. <laughs> like, yeah. Stephen, like, randomly out of nowhere, will be like, I miss Frank. <laughs> <laughs> he is not the so only great. one. <laughs> For real. I hear but that from people. We, we miss Frank and we miss Katie is because uh, Katie oh, lived true. in Dallas for a season and we got to become really good friends. And we would have playdates with our puppies and take turns watching our dogs for each other. And we would travel. And then now Katie is back in Nashville, which is where we first met. And so, Katie, why don't you just give us, like, a brief kind of, like, who you are, what you're doing, besides being Frank's mom? (laughs) I mean, most importantly, I love Jesus. And second in line is Frank's mom. Um, (laughs) After that, um, I – so I worked in the music industry for, like, a really long time, um, kind of road managing, tour managing, uh, and I still do events um, here and there. And I also um, just love teaching and helping people hear God's voice. It's like m- the thing I think I was put on the planet to do by God was to help people know that he still speaks. And um, it just it brings me the most joy, literally, in, in my life. And you're like, I love when you said that because you can't see me, obviously, but I was just like nodding along to what you're saying (laughs) because if you met Katie, you would know that this is exactly what the Lord put her on earth to do. And, you know, I know that we have a lot of listeners from a lot of different denominations that operate in different, I don't know, just different parts of the way that God operates. And part of something that we believe is that God still does speak. And I hope that all of our listeners believe that and have seen that displayed in me and Amanda's stories, like our own life. But I have watched the Lord use you, Katie, specifically to speak to me so many times in my life and just to declare truth over me in seasons and times when I can't see it for myself or just even finding the scripture. That's exactly what I need to hear at the time. But then also you get words of encouragement or words of knowledge for people that 
I know you don't know because I'll be with you at a restaurant. And it's like the waitress that we've never met. And you're like, I really feel like God's saying this. And I know it's been something you've had to cultivate and grow in. And so for a lot of our, our listeners, that could be something that's totally brand new. And so I'd love for you to kind of speak on like what your journey has been to get to that point. Cause I know it's not like you just woke up as like a two-year-old and you're like, I'm just going to just declare this over everybody I meet, you know, like it's been a journey. So what has that looked like for you? Yeah, for sure. So, um, I, um, grew up in church and, um, come from like a Southern Baptist background. So I grew up in the Baptist church, um, which I absolutely adore. And, um, one of my favorite things about the Baptist denomination is the emphasis on the Bible, um, knowing scripture. Like I grew up with like Bible drills and like, you know, I'd be like in Sunday school and they'd be like, okay, the first person that could turn to John three sixteen wins the prize. <laughs> and I like, I was like, oh yeah, I've got this one. Um, (laughs) okay, wait, Katie, this, that was, I don't know if you knew this, but I grew up church of Christ Okay, and that was oddly like, like what our Bible school was, (laughs) like Bible class. No, I'm not kidding. There was like prizes for who could memorize, like when you got to Sunday school, like who could memorize it? Yeah. Like the next Sunday, the fastest. Did you guys have pastor's pals? No, but I, there was this like conference thing and now I'm like drawn a blank and I can't remember what it was called, but I know. I never qualified for it because I was never, I never memorized enough. <laughs> Do you know what GAs is? No, okay. Girls in action. It's a whole thing. That's a whole nother story. Cause I got kicked out of GAs cause I didn't do enough of my like book study, but you know, Stop. water under the bridge. <laughs> well, we had even this thing called pastors pals at our church. And I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was like, kind of denomination wide but like if you took notes during the sermon and turned them into the pastor and had like a scripture memorized if you did that for a certain amount of time you got to go to sea world i mean like what wow what kid is not going to do that <laughs> <laughs> scripture is leading you right to shamu that's like a right? really natural progression <laughs> that is a meme if i've ever written <laughs> My scripture scripture memorization. Oh my gosh. It was so good though. It was so good. Um, so yeah, so I, I came out of um Baptist background, had an amazing experience in um growing up in church and just like loved my youth group and most of my friends were from church and I even like then went went on to like a Christian college and I majored in um religion with like emphasis in like biblical studies and minored in music and I just continued to like grow during that time um and then I just and I think this happens to a lot a lot of kids who are in their early 20s kids you're not even a kid you're out of the house you're coming into your own you're trying to figure out who you are right and yeah I had a couple things happen like this has kind of been a pattern in my life but I feel like this happens to a lot of girls um where you just come against other girls who might not like you right and that's real (laughs) we all know right been there we've all been there (laughs) it happens a lot to young people unfortunately and um there was an actual like club at my college that was the like a secret club obviously that was called the i hate katie haspel club 
And yeah, I, I That's kid you not, awful. kid you not. And um, so anyway, they were like met and talked about me, whatever, whatever, no big deal. That's worse than Mean Girls, right? <laughs> but like, have you seen the movie Mean Girls? Triple that by a thousand. Right. That's mean. well, and and to be honest, I wasn't mature enough in my faith to understand that anytime opposition is coming against you, it's because what's inside of you is so important. And instead I cowered, I cowered at 20 years old. I just, I was like, if this is who the people of God are, I want nothing to do with it. And I just kind of like laid it all down. And I'm talking like I was running campus ministries, basically, like involved in so many things and doing so many things, um, quote unquote, for God. And I just was like, I want nothing to do with that. And so the because were these girls like the Christian, yes, quote unquote, yes, Christian yes, girls? Yes, wow. Yes. Okay. Which that's crazy because it's like, obviously, they were immature and young, too. And yeah. They needed to grow, we but all were. It just shows you that like you have to if you're going to take that label and you're taking on the cause of Christ, like you can do major damage by doing something. They might've thought this is just funny. She's never going to find out, but like, that's a major impacting moment totally. in your life. But then thank you, Jesus, that he works everything together for good because it probably led you to where you are now. Absolutely. But Absolutely. Still, oh, I'm so grateful for crazy. it. I'm so grateful for it. Um, because it, it, you like, you have to go through those sorts of things. And I'm, and as much as like, like we never want to walk away from the Lord and I didn't fully walk away from the Lord. I just like put a little pause on that and was like, okay, I'm just going to try like not going to church. And I'm telling you, it was probably like the two most miserable years of my life. And I had graduated from college. I had moved back to um, the city that I was born in, which is St. Petersburg, Florida, and was living in my very first apartment all by myself. I was so proud of myself. Like I got this little apartment. It was super cute. I got my first couch. I remember I paid $300 for it. And I was like, so (laughs) proud of myself. And I was sitting on the couch, like maybe second or third night that I was there. And I had a major encounter with the Lord and I felt the presence of God come into the room. And like, I wasn't doing anything. I was not praying. I I mean, I was not seeking the Lord. It's just like the power of God came into my house and I could literally audibly hear the, hear God say, are you done yet? And I just, I mean, I was gobsmacked and was like, um, wow. uh, uh, <laughs> you know, like when you read about in the scripture where it's like fear and trembling, that's how I felt. I had the fear of God all over me and was just like, uh, uh, yes. And, and he kept wow. repeating it like, are you done yet? Are you done yet? Um, are you happier following your own ways instead of following mine? And I just was like, no, I'm not. And I sat in that room that night and I told God, I said, I will do anything. I will do anything. I will go anywhere and do whatever you want for the rest of my life just to feel this level of presence again. Um, oh, my God. And that was, I was 23 years old um, when that happened. And it changed my life forever. Um, maybe almost 24. Yeah, 23. And um it it was it was a game changer. It was an absolute game changer, and that's kind of been my life ever since. Is how can I 
go where he wants me to go, do what he wants me to do, say what he wants me to say. And knowing I've tried the other route, it is the most unfulfilling um, route you can ever go. You know, everybody's like, well, I've never like, you know, not been a Christian. Well, don't even bother. (laughs) Like, don't even bother. (laughs) It's so not worth it. It's so not worth it. But um, I'm just, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for how he, how he loves us, how he tethers himself to us. He never fully lets us go, right? Like he always just has you know, I, it's, it's almost like those, um, cords you see, (laughs) this is like the worst imagery, but you know, when like kids are in like Walmart and the mom has them like on the string. Yeah. On the leash leash or whatever. Yeah. I know exactly what you're But that's the picture I get is like, right. It's like (laughs) they can go a little bit, but it's not like they're not still tethered to the source. And that's, that's with God is like, he'll let us go a little bit. Uh, but we're still completely tethered to him. And once, once God is in you, um, you, you never don't hear that little voice in the back of your head being like, mm, yeah. Katie, what are you doing? <laughs> what's, what's your, what's your next move here? What's that? Katie, I love that you use that analogy because that's so funny. Steven and I were just at the airport a couple weeks ago before all this craziness went down coming back from our baby moon and there was a mom who had her son on the leash and in the past I've been so judgmental of those moms I'm like what is wrong with you that's like the weirdest thing ever like get it together but I think it's maybe being pregnant and just having this compassion and working with children that are really difficult at times and some that really struggle with ADHD and whatever and Steven made some comment about you know like look at that type of thing like kind of judging it which I don't blame him I've done it but I was like, hey, you know what? You don't know. We don't know that child. Like, we don't know that this isn't, like, the safest thing for yeah. him. That, like, without that leash, like, he's going to completely, like, yeah, run off, like run away or or cause harm to himself or somebody else. And and I immediately, when I said that, I just felt the presence of God. And I had almost the exact same analogy you're saying of, like, God knows exactly how far we can yeah. go, how much he can yeah. trust us. And the cool thing is, is that as we grow in faith and maturity, that leash gets a little longer. And it get, I, I think it gets to a point where actually the leash is totally. gone because he knows we're actually running. To totally. him. Like we're like, like, so I good to me. That. he's like, I don't need a leash for you because like, you are not leaving me alone. Like you are clinging to me so tightly yeah. that I'm not worried. And it's not from a place of fear, but it's from a place of like what you just said, like, I will do anything yep. to encounter your presence that way. Like I will do whatever it takes to be close to you. But I think it's a process to get there because we think our own way is better. I mean, you see that all over the Bible, you know? And then I think once you get to that point where you're like, man, God, you're everything. That's when he starts to not only use your relationship to benefit you, but also to go out to the world and to be a light in ways that you never experienced. And so for you, like, how did you go from, okay, here I am, God, like, I know who you are now, which tells me who I am. But then now being to a place where you're speaking around the world, you're getting words for random waitresses. Like you're watching God use you every yeah. day in ways that you never could have yeah. planned. Like your job is at this yeah. point to be a voice for the Lord. So how did you get to that place? So um, July 4th of 2000, I'm going to say 16, probably 15 or 16. Um, I met with a woman, her name's Carol, shout out to Carol. Um, (laughs) and, um, I had, we had mutual friends here in Nashville that were like, you know, 
you guys should meet. You need to meet this lady. And I was like, okay, I'm always down to like meet someone new. Um, and I showed up to Starbucks. <laughs> Shout out. Of course yes. you did. Um, and we we met at the Starbucks um, in Cool Sp- Cool Springs off of Carruthers. Everybody in Franklin will know what that is. And she showed up and I sat at the table and we we're like, hi, I'm Katie. Hi, I'm Carol. Nice to meet you. And she's like, hey, I was praying for you this morning before I showed up and God had me write this down for you. And she handed me like a two page, basically letter from the Lord about the depths of how much he loves me and how he sees me and how he knows me. And I was a mess. a mess Aww. at Starbucks and I'm just sitting outside. Thankfully we were like outside at like a table where not a lot of people could see. Cause I was just like <laughs> literally just not, not fun to look at. But, um, and I, I just looked at her and I said, how did you do this? How did you know this? And she said, Oh, I, I just believe that God speaks and that he wants um, to share how he feels um, about people to them. Um, and I just tried to ask him how he feels about people. And I was like, can you teach me how to do this? I said, I want everyone to be able to feel what I felt in this moment. Um, and so she said, yeah, you just sit there and um she said, quiet all the other voices. She said, quiet everything else around you. And just sit there and ask Jesus how he feels about that person. And then she said, and then just write it down. And she said, as you write it down, you don't worry about punctuation. You don't worry about sentence structure. You don't even worry about what's coming out of your pen. You just write and write and write. And when you're done, you go back and you read it. And, you know, you can put your commas in or whatever, but, um, that way you're not interrupting the flow of what God wants to say. And, um, so I just started practicing that. I started doing it for friends, um, people that I knew would be open to me kind of trying that. And that was like the first level of me starting to hear the Lord. And, um, that then grew and I would even do it for myself. So every morning I would wake up, okay, God, what do you want to say to me today? And, would write in my journal. Um, and then I started practicing with things like I would ask God what time it was before I would look at my cell phone, or I would ask him, um, who was texting me before I looked and saw when I heard my phone. Um, and I would just do these little exercises so that I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew the voice that I was hearing over and over again was his voice. And so it's almost like a friendship, right? It's a friendship. Obviously, we talk about that in Christianity all the time that, you know, Jesus is our friend. Um, but if you have a really good friend, then I, I could I could recognize Cammie's voice without even knowing that she was around. She's my friend. Yeah. Um, and, and so you should be able to know the voice of someone that is so close to you. Um, but that takes time being with them. You know, Cami and I didn't get to that place mm-hmm. just overnight. We've spent hours and hours and hours together. Um, so that's kind of how I look at my relationship with Jesus is, do I know his voice? 
Um, and I only know yeah. that I only know his voice because I've actually been with him. Mm-hmm. And is it isn't there a scripture in it John is. ten that talks John about ten twenty seven? Yeah. That's one of that's... my favorite scriptures. My sheep um, listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Yes, and I love that because I think we can. I don't know. People can think that this is like mystical totally. and weird. Like, why would you try to do that? But it's literally yeah, in the multiple Bible times. that talks about how yeah, multiple. I mean, all over that we know the voice of God and that that's important. And I think that. I think that with a lot of spiritual gifts, we want them to just be like deposited, right. right? It's like, well, I just want to wake up one day and be able to hear the voice of God perfectly. But we know that it's a relationship and that the only way that you're going to get to that place is by developing it and taking the time to steward that. And I just always love to think like, if it's pleasing to the father heart of God, then it has to right. be good, right? So it's like, is there any negative to the father to think that there's a daughter of his or a son of his? That is like, God, I want to know your voice better. So I'm going to take time to practice right. hearing you. I'm going to take time to spend time with you and hear on behalf of myself, and on behalf of others. Like there's, I cannot think of any negative to that. And it does. I mean, there's 100 sure. Like, but I love that you said you took, you were with safe people at first of like, can I test this out? Can I see if this, if this makes you feel encouraged? Because we know that the voice of God is only good, right? So it's only going to edify, encourage, like uplift, point in a direction that leads towards him. And so as you practiced it, you probably saw the same reaction that you had when Carol spoke to you. And you were like, oh my goodness, like this is blessing people beyond belief. And then it makes you want to do more. For sure. You just get um, so amped from seeing people just get so radically encountered in a moment, um, just over the fact that God knows, knows them, um, especially people that aren't fully walking with the Lord, um, watching them just crumble over the fact that there is a father in heaven who actually knows the deepest secrets of their heart. Oh my gosh. It just, it just, it'll level you like watching it happen. Not the fact that you're being a conduit of it or just, you know, a mouthpiece for the Lord, but the fact that God knows them so well and watching them realize that is one of the greatest treasures you could, you could ever ever um, experience is just seeing that in a person's eyes. Um, it's amazing. That's so cool. Would you share maybe some testimonies? Yeah, I don't like putting you on the spot, but just like things that you, you've, you've gotten to allow the Lord to use you to speak into people's lives where you've been like, man, I know this was the Lord because I could have never known this or bless this person this way without his. Yeah, sure. Um, so a lot of mine um, are going to be, I mean, obviously, like we encourage, um, like, like Kimmy was saying, um, it's one of the best known scriptures when you're talking about hearing the voice of God is that it's for the edification, exhortation and comforting of God's people. Right. Um, so of course in the church, it's wonderful to go throughout your community and your church and confirm and uplift people around you. But it's so great to go outside of the church where people aren't used to that kind of thing or can't get it for themselves. Um, and really encourage those people. So a lot of my um, testimonies are more from, or my favorite ones are going to be ones that are outside of the four walls of the church. Um, so I, I like to talk to people in Ubers. Um, I travel a lot. So um, airplane rides, Ubers, um, all those kinds of places are some of my favorite places to hear the Lord because they're stuck with you. And 
it's like it's so true that like I'm sorry I'm in your car for the next 20 minutes so here we go um and I had um one I was overseas in um actually England I was taking a uber to the airport in London and it was probably a good 30 to 40 minutes and um it was probably 6.30 in the morning. It was super early. There was like nobody else on the road. We were by ourselves. And I was just talking to the driver. And I get kind of carsick anyway. So I always ask if I can sit in the front. Um, I hate sitting in the back of like cars when you're like by yourself. It's so weird to me. Or they're like, yeah, go sit in the back. So I always ask to sit. Right. I always just so sit in the front. And so I was just sitting up with, there with him. And we were just talking. And, um, I just said, I just felt like, you know, the Lord was just showing me, um, school. And I said, Hey, um, have you ever thought about going back to school? I said, have you ever wanted to go back to school? And he's like, yeah, actually I've always wanted to go back to school, but I just didn't know how I could do it, um, with my job and taking care of my family and putting that kind of time and money into that. So it just led to more conversation. I just kept asking him questions. And um, then I felt like there was something else for his wife. So I said, Hey, you know, are you married? Do you have a wife? He's like, yes, I do. Um, I said, I feel like she's going through a really, really difficult season right now. And, um, you know, just, just kind of started sharing with him what, God was showing me, which is that I, I felt like she was um, actually sick. And he said, um, yes, my, my wife is actually at home and has cancer. And so um, anyway, after talking to him for a little bit, we by the time we got to the airport, he was like, do you mind if we call my wife? And I said, no, of course not. Um, and I said, do you mind if I pray for her? over the phone. He was like, no, of course. So, and anyway, we ended up praying for her, praying over him, um, and just, you know, uh, really kind of just blessing them in what God was saying. And, um, anyway, he took my email and I like still talk to him. Um, but I, I just, I think in those moments, you, you kind of have to develop a little bit of relationship, right? So I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. walk into an Uber and be like, and the Lord is saying to you in this moment. <laughs> like, because a lot up. of us have had people that have done oh, that. Gosh, and it's just it's like a so awkward. It makes me think of the, like, when you're like in a downtown scenario and you see the guy like on the corner of the street with right. the Bible the yelling yeah. or yeah. like a sign yeah. yelling the word of God. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, buddy. I love yeah, you, but totally. why? <laughs> this is not yeah. attracting anybody. I just want to be like, is this like, what's your success rate? Like, how <laughs> right. often is this working? I mean, bless, like, bless I'm just right? Um, I just awesome. feel like, I mean, everything should be done in love, right? Nothing that we ever do, nothing that God ever does. I mean, God is love, right? So it's like everything that should flow right. out of me should be full of God's love. And that's even if. I'm having a difficult conversation with a friend or someone in my family or something like that, it should still be oozing of the love of God because God is love and God lives in me. So I just, um, I feel like when I go into those situations and I feel like God wants to show somebody how much he loves them, they just need a little precursor of like, Oh, this, this girl seems like she's not a complete and total weirdo. Um, and 
So <laughs> I just kind of start having a conversation because that's what you do as a human um, is you just have a conversation like, oh, hey, I'm Katie. It's nice to meet you. Um, you know, oh, have you been doing this for a long time? <laughs> you know, just... Well, Katie, and I love that you just said that because I feel like that simplifies it for so many people. I feel like it's really easy to think God is this big, magnificent being that like, how could we ever reflect anything of him? Like we're just human. But I love that you said, all I have to do is start a human conversation. Like I just have to talk Mm -hmm. to someone out of love. And like, because the father is in you, that's going to reflect so much when you're just totally, totally. Yeah. Instead of like a overwhelming, how am I supposed to show Jesus? Totally. He's Jesus. Totally. And I mean, it's even um, like I've, I've had ones where God's told me to get on trains and go to different cities for like one person. That, that's the depth of God's love. Like God is after the one, right? He will leave the 99 for the one. So if it mm-hmm. takes an eight hour train ride for me to go sit in another Starbucks, by the way, and sit there and <laughs> you know what? Speak it. Starbucks is the no, it is. It's an uh, <laughs> There's a reason we talk about it. It's our favor, okay? We we often like to think we're speaking like Starbucks favor onto ourselves that we like mention them on every podcast. So we'll see. We'll see how that yeah, pans for out. Sure. And this one was it. in yeah. Scotland, so like they're everywhere. Um, but I sat in a Starbucks outside of a train station because God told me to, and sat and waited for. Like, I didn't know who I was waiting for. And, like, I was telling this story, and I'm like, that first hour when you feel like you're doing something for God, you're, like, super pumped, and you're like, yeah, look at me, following God's voice. Like, I'm out here, and you have, like, your Bible and your, like, nine journals out on the table, like, you're super holy. And then it's, like, an hour later where you're, like, cowering and just, like, you know, texting friends and on Instagram, like, praying to God that you didn't miss it. Um, it does not take long for it to flip. <laughs> You're like, I guess I don't know the Lord. Um, but it, it took about an hour and a half or two hours before that person came in. And can I just like tell you when you're trying to hear God, you have to persevere. You have to persevere. It's all about risk and you have to be able to look foolish for Jesus because mm-hmm. It's not about you, so it's good. about him. And my fear of God always has to outweigh my fear of man. I cannot worry about what people think of me or if they think I'm a wackadoo or whatever. I have to be so um, <laughs> tethered to the Lord that I will do whatever he wants and say whatever he wants because I care way more about what he thinks about me instead of Joe Schmo. Um, And so I sat there and I waited and I waited, even though I felt like an idiot and was just like, oh my gosh, what if I just took a train ride to a city? I don't know. I'm by myself in the middle of Europe and I'm sitting in a Starbucks, like hoping that God is going to show up. And this woman comes in and she like, she's probably in her nineties, eighties or nineties. And she plops all of her stuff on the table next to me. And I literally had been sitting by myself, no one in my entire section, the entire time I was there. And she like has like a carpet bag. She's like, harumph. And she like puts all this stuff on the table. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and um, the Lord immediately says to me, give her all of your money. Well, 
at the time I had just gotten money out of the machine, like right before I got on the train that morning, because I was switching countries. And so I was switching like what I was, you know, changing my money over. And, um, I had like a good chunk of change in my purse. I was like, um, Lord, I'm not sure if you know this, but I'm like, you know, a missionary right now. And (laughs) I'm not like so sure if you're like aware of my current financial situation. Um, (laughs) and he was like, no, just give her, give her all your money. And I like fumbled around trying to find it. And while I was like trying to, you know, cause you had your money when you're traveling and while I was trying to find my money, um, she left and I was like, see God, I told you, I told you God, I wasn't supposed to give it to her. He was like, I told you, Lord. <laughs> I told you. I was supposed you. to hold on to that money. And he was like, get it in your hand. Just have it in your hand. And so she circles back around, comes back, sits at the table. And I, I say this to tell people, like, it's never perfect. It's never, like, you want to be this eloquent person who has all of the right words and is able to say things so beautifully. But I, I'm usually like fumbling and nervous and awkward. Like I'm so awkward. And I just was like, um, uh, Jesus told me to give you this. And I like shoved this money in her hand. (laughs) And she just looked at me like I was like off my rocker. And she has the like thickest, thickest Scottish accent. And she was just like, are you an angel? And I was like, uh, Uh, I don't know. I was like, no, I'm just like some random girl from the United States who's like trying to hear the voice of God and trying to be obedient to him. And so it opened up this conversation. We had an amazing conversation. So this woman, this is what this is like the love of God. This woman was from one of the most remote um places in the world. She's um from an island off the coast of Scotland called Balta Sound. And it takes a 12-hour ferry ride from the island just to get to the mainland of Scotland. And she only comes in one time a year for all of her doctor's appointments. And I caught her as she was waiting to get on the ferry to go back. And she um, did not have enough money to pay her bills that month. And the money that I gave her was to, you know, was for that. And... When she left, we were together for about an hour. I prayed over her. And when she left, I just sat there and I cried and I cried and I cried because I just was overcome with how much God loves us. And I told her that I said, if I I want, I I said, her name was Anne. And I just said, Anne, do you see like the depth of God's love for you that he would send an insanely unqualified girl from the United States to sit in a coffee shop and wait for you to give you what you need and remind you how much he loves you. And I, I just was overcome by that. And that, and that's why I know like how important it is. And if you think about the times that we're in, the season that we're in right now, like what we're going through as the world, 
and how much it's so important for us to be able to hear God's voice right now and be able to tell people the depth of how much he loves them in this moment. Um, it's just never been more important to be able to silence everything else and be able to hear God so clearly that we know that we know that we know that we know what God is saying in this moment. Um, I'm just... That's so good, Katie. That's in, and actually that segues perfectly into a question that yeah. we had ready to ask you just because of this crazy season that we find ourselves in as a community and just as a world and as just humanity in general. Um, what would your biggest advice be like practical ways that people can quiet all the other voices because we're in this like crazy season? I feel like you really can't escape a lot of the voices, whether it's like social media, the news, and even I've kind of refused to watch the news just because I feel like if something were to change that drastically, like yeah. somebody in my life is going to be like, hey, heads up, <laughs> this is going on. But I mean, even just watching, like if you turn on Hulu yeah, or something, totally. like even the ads now talk about like coronavirus, these are ways that you need to protect yourself, like blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you really can't yeah. escape all the other voices right now. So my question is, what are some like practical takeaways you would advise someone who maybe hasn't learned yet how to just sit with the Lord and quiet other voices? Like what is your best yeah. advice to, um, just on how to start? I will say um, it's not going to be perfect. I think that's the biggest thing that I struggled with, um, especially in the beginning of trying to hear God is I would be like, okay, I'm going to set aside 30 minutes of silence where I'm just going to like listen to what God has to say <laughs> in this moment. And for 28 of those minutes, I would be fighting all of the other stuff that was going through my mind. I was like, okay, did I remember to make that list about blah, blah, blah. Oh, and I know I uh, can't forget. I got to like text so-and-so today. Oh, and like, it's like my stepmom's birthday is like four months away. And you know, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Like you're, it's so real. you're yeah, just like, you're and, and so real. immediately what goes into my head in those moments is like, I'm the most unholy person on the face of the planet. Like, does anybody else struggle with this? Like, it, it's just immediate, right? You just think that you're the only one that is dealing with that, which is so not true. Um, so give yourself some grace. I think that's really a big thing for right now is I think quarantine happened and everyone decided that they needed to clean out their garage and do every project on their list that they've ever had or else they were not using quarantine well. And we put this pressure on ourselves yeah. of like, oh yeah, I'm going to like write a book in a week and a half because I've always wanted to write a book and I'll never get this time back. <laughs> You're like, put so much pressure on yourself to do and be something that you cannot be in this moment. And I think the biggest thing that God wants us to do right now is to just be and to learn how to be. And what happens in that moment is when finally you turn off all the noise and you sit with yourself all of a sudden, everything that you haven't dealt with rises to the top. And so we distract ourselves mm. and we're like, oh, okay, I'll just put the news on in the background. I'll just put, I'll put Netflix on in the background because I don't want to hear what is actually in my heart. 
And I think that that's actually what God wants us to deal with in this moment is he wants us to actually like look at our hearts and see what's in them so that he can come in and make them clean, you know, create in me a clean heart, renew a right spirit within me um, is, you know, that's scripture. May the words in my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, oh God. Um, I think he wants us to, to just recalibrate our hearts and recalibrate the way that we live our lives. And on a very practical level, that might look like you just setting aside 30 minutes a day, knowing that when you start, 28 of those might be you fighting the battlefield of the mind. But what you did is you told God, you are more important to me than anything else right now. And so I'm setting aside this 30 minutes, no matter what, you know, it's, um, I think Corey Russell said this one time where he said, um, it's the appointment that I never bail on. And I, I just think of it like that, where it's like, it's the coffee, it's the trip to Starbucks that you do not bail on. And you say, I'm going to, I'm going to go no matter what, (laughs) from hell or high water, like, because there are going to be so many distractions, so many distractions, but you have to like maintain and say, no, God, this is your time. Because that's what a, that's what a best friend would do, right? A best friend would say, no matter what, I'm going to show up for you in this moment. And I even like, Cammy and I used to talk about this all the time about how our dogs show us like the depth of the love of God all the time. And my dog is just happy when I show up. Like I don't have to do anything for him or be anything for him other than there. And he is thrilled. He like runs around in a circle just because I walked through the door. And that's how I feel about the way that God looks at us. It's like, oh my gosh, you just opened the door and came in and I'm thrilled that you're here. And, and th- that is where we have to take the pressure off of ourselves and just say, I'm showing up. I'm just showing up and I'm here for you, God. I don't need anything from you. I'm not looking for you to tell me any great, amazing things. I just want to be with you. I just want to be with you. And I think that's all we have to yeah. do right now is just be with him. And it's just super practical. Just give him that first 30 minutes of your day. Um, first hour of your day, however you feel, you know, like whatever you feel like you can give him and don't put pressure on yourself to, to feel like it has to be 10 minutes in your devotional, 30 minutes in your Bible, 20 minutes of journaling, five minutes of silence, five minutes of worship. You know what I mean? It's, it's just like we do this thing. That's that so is true. Just, we can't, you cannot fulfill that. You cannot fulfill that on a regular basis. You might be able to do it for like a week and then you're just going to feel shame and guilt and then you're going to stop completely. So you might as well just say, God, I'm just going to show up and whatever happens happens, but just know I'm not missing my Starbucks appointment with you. That's so good. good, Katie. Katie, what, what is one thing just like from your time sitting with the voice of God and just coming to you humbly and knowing how mature you are in hearing his voice. I would just love to hear one thing that you feel like he's spoken to you during this for such a time as this moment. Cause this is a, like a moment in history. This is like something we're going to 
read about in our history books like our kids will and like it is defining what what's just like one quick word that you feel like God's been speaking either to you in this season or like corporately like um yeah it's a word that we don't like love um as Christians so I I say it with a very like tender footed um is repentance um I feel I've really felt the Lord bring me to a level of repentance, but kindness leads to repentance and repentance is he only wants repentance because he wants us to be able to know the depths of love. And, and, and so I just, I felt like, um, I felt like he's just recalibrating. He's recalibrating everything right now and he's bringing us back to family. He's bringing us back to simplicity and, you know, he's using this for good, right? You said that earlier, Cammie, that God uses everything for good, um, which is, you know, in scripture. Um, And I just feel like he's going to redeem the time. He's going to use this time um, for us to see him in ways we've never seen him. Like, I don't know about y'all, but I've had so many more dreams in this um, quarantine time. And I've heard that from so yeah, many yes. people that they're dreaming so all of a sudden. Um, I believe he's raising up like the Josephs um, of this time um, who will use their dreams and their dream languages to be able to go into all the world um, and be used in government, to be used in you know music industry, to be used in all kinds of places to be able to not only have the dreams, but interpret them um, for this season. Um, I believe people have, because of the silence and the weightiness of this time, I believe all of a sudden the word of God is jumping out to people in ways it never has. And I've, I've been reading the word and being like, I never saw that. I have been reading the Bible since I was like five. <laughs> um, and I think things are just jumping off of, out of the Bible that, you know, we never even saw before because it's coming alive to us in new ways. And I, you know, on a much simpler scale, I think people are spending time um, with their families and they're treasuring, they're treasuring time. They're treasuring these moments and, and even going outside, like all of a sudden going for a walk has become like <laughs> the best thing ever. It's literally become like, right. All of a sudden you see a flower and you're like, Oh my gosh, I've never seen this flower before. (laughs) But like, think about that from God's perspective because he created that flower for us to actually like enjoy its beauty. But we've always been so busy and whatever we're doing um, and thinking that what we had on our plates was so much more important than us stopping and actually seeing the beauty of that flower. And so he, he's done this pullback yeah. for us of like, don't you see what I've created? Don't you see the beauty of what I have created? And I, I always watch Frank when we go for walks, like he'll stop and he'll just literally smell every flower. And it's so annoying to me. Cause I'm like, so sweet. I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> because I want to like get exercise in as I'm going <laughs> And he's like, no, mom, wait, this rose smells so good. <laughs> and I just think to myself, like, that's how I should live my life. I should live my life never feeling like I have somewhere more important to be than in this very moment that God created perfectly for me. Um, 
And I just, isn't that so beautiful? Like, I just think it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's making me, like, cry, Katie, as we're talking. I'm just, like, because it is. I mean, we've all experienced that through this process of, like, just taking every moment as this, like, quiet, peaceful, restful, cherished thing. And it just feels like everything has slowed down. And I love the other day I was at Trader Joe's and this guy who was checking, I was like, you know, in my hustle trying to just get stuff. There's like not much at the grocery store and I'm checking out and he just like stops and looks at me and he was like, what's one positive thing wow. that's happened to you because of what's going on in the world right now? And I knew immediately when he looked at me, I was like, you love yeah. Jesus first of all, because he just had the eyes of Christ. And I just stopped and I was like, you know what? I was like, my baby kicking inside of me is still kicking and growing. And today I went on a walk and the like blossoms are blooming. And I was like, nothing that really like nothing that matters Mm. is not continuing to grow. Like nothing that actually we can't live without isn't still thriving and blooming and growing. And like the seasons are still changing and God's still producing life. And we think that all these other things we can't live without, but actually we can. And like the things that really matter are still growing and thriving and they're actually like getting more room to be appreciated. And he like looked at me and we just had this like divine moment with a stranger. And he was like, I feel the same way. And started sharing about him getting time. He's now, you know, being homeschooled and they're having all these memories that are being made. And he was like, and he just looked at me. He was like, God's got us. And I was like, he does. And I was like, I knew you were a Christian. I said that to him. But again, I'm like, that also was a testimony to me of like, there's a scripture in, I think it's, Katie, you probably, it's either Second Peter or it's in James, but it says, I think it's Second Peter, but it says, always be prepared mm. to give an answer for the hope that you have. Totally. And I feel like this is that time where when people yeah. look at you or they're like, why are you okay? Or why are you like, you know, thriving in this season it's because we're tr- trees planted by streams of living water who will bear fruit in every season and in this season we will still bear fruit and when yeah. people ask why it's our time to point yeah. back to the lord and be like because of him because like of who he is and and it, it will shine so much brighter yeah. I mean, the second i looked at this man's eyes i was like he loves god and right and that is a testimony he's just someone right. looking at trader I, joe's but it was a light in the darkness totally and who's and gonna turn down prayer right now time for us like no one's gonna say to you oh, you know what no completely. i don't really need prayer right now <laughs> like everyone is so desperate mm-hmm. they're so desperate right now <laughs> what an amazing time to be the hands and feet of jesus just to show people um, how much they're loved and that they're seen. That's all people want to know is that they're seen, that they're loved, and that they need peace. They need the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. They don't, you know, we don't understand all this right now. And, you know, I don't want to, you know, not address the fact that, like, what is going on is is not okay. You know, it's not okay. Like, uh, you know, all of these people being infected and people passing away and this being on a global scale, it's, it's horrible. Um, but it's also in the word of God over and over again, that we are going to see situations like this. And what sets us apart is that we're unwavering. Um, we're unwavering in our understanding mm-hmm. uh, of who God is. We're unwavering in our peace. Like you were saying, Cammie, uh, we're, we are unmoved. We have to be unmoved by the economics of it, um, the finances of it. We have to be unmoved by the by just in the scope of it right now. And 
even more than that, just unmoved by the fact that we know that God is a healer. I'm, I have not moved from that stance that God still mm-hmm. heals. It's in the Bible over and over and over again that God is a healer. And so um, that's my every night I take communion and I just um, declare the healing of God over every single person um, that is infected and um, that God would protect my household, um, protect the people within my family, um, that he would cover them with his blood. Um, so I just, I encourage all believers, you know, in, in this time, continue to pray, um, for healing for people who are infected, continue to pray for protection over your own family, um, and, and, and just come into agreement with, with, um, what God did, you know, what Jesus did on the cross for us. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's so good, Katie. Thank you so much for everything that you've shared. I know that just from like, whenever you were speaking, Tammy and I would just look at each other and nod and be like, yep, yep. So I know that all of our listeners, when they hear this, this is, this is just going to light another fire for them. And it's going to speak so much truth and just be such a good reminder of as believers, what we can and should be doing. Absolutely. So thank you so much. And I want you to share where our listeners can find you. Um, yeah, I don't have the book of faces, um, but, (laughs) and I'm way too old to have a TikTok, (laughs) but I do have an Instagram, um, and it's Katie, Katie Haskell. (laughs) So my full name, um, K-A-T-I-E and then Haskell is H-I-S-K-E-L-L. And then I also have a website. You can find me there. Um, I do classes on hearing God's voice and that's at speakministries.net. Yeah, so I was going to say, if you're listening to this and your heart is like burning and you're like, okay, I need to learn how to hear God's voice, I would highly, 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 like at the highest regard, recommend Katie's class um, because it's it can be for anybody. It can be for somebody who feels like they've walked with the Lord for a long time and they know his voice but want to go deeper. It could be for people who've never been able to really they feel like i've never been able to hear his voice like it's just so practical and so uh, yeah, net, go to it's net, speakministries.org yeah. katie net.net speakministries.net and we'll tag all of this in the notes but yeah please go check it out right. because <laughs> the, i mean if you have a lot why of free not? time right now this why would be not? the perfect way to spend your time let's be yeah. real hey and i just want to bless you guys because i think one God. of the most powerful yes. weapons we have right now is laughter and um, you guys just bring so much light and laughter through all of your podcasts. And um, so I just feel like God just wants to like remind y'all that what you carry and Thanks, what you Katie. bring is really important for this season. And so I just say that to bless y'all and bless all your listeners. Like, don't forget to laugh and have fun. It is one of the biggest weapons we have against what's trying to come in. That's yeah. so good. Thanks, okay, and we can't leave without you saying <laughs> what you're drinking from Starbucks because we didn't ask you, and we've mentioned Starbucks multiple well, times. Well, I did it just so for I you guys. I don't know if you're drinking one um, right now, but so you um, I'm drinking a double Thank shot. You. Um, the Starbucks double shots. I drink the small ones, like you know the itty bitty ones that. Yeah, they're just like the double shots, but they're not with the, the energy or any of the extra sauce on them it's just a little blue can light blue can um it's called a double shot light oh 
I know. Well, because you have to figure it out. Not being this is a whole new house. world for me so, right now. And you can even Amazon these to your house. BTS. So true. Um, yep. So double shot light. Yeah. <gasps> what? Yeah. And they taste like an <laughs> iced latte. So, or actually like an iced vanilla latte, which is what I would normally get. I would get an iced, I would get an iced grande skinny vanilla latte if I was able to go to Starbucks right now. But this is the next best thing. So, um, yeah, and you just put it on ice. I so you get these little cans, you set yourself up with like a little sense. glass with some nice ice on it. Pour it over like you're super special right now, creating your own little Starbucks in your home. And it just kind of feels like you went on a Starbucks date. I love that so much. Okay, we're going to have to do that. Katie, can I just tell you that you sparked an idea into my mind just then? Okay, have you guys, this is Steve and Kimmy both. Have you guys ever watched Hot Ones? No, what is this? Steven's favorite show. Okay, it's. have you watched it, Katie? Okay, it's basically hot ones like HOT. It's some random dude. I don't even know. But he has hot ones like the number one. So he has different celebrities on, but they basically eat Mm -hmm. hot wings with all these different sauces. But he interviews them while they get like hotter and hotter. So, like, each (laughs) one, and so it gets funnier and funnier to watch because it like their mouths are burning. So, like, during these interview questions. But when you were talking about, like, Amazon and Starbucks and Kim, like, was like, oh, we're going to have to try this. I just had this idea that one day we're going to have a YouTube uh, channel and we're going to have all these different Starbucks uh, drinks lined up. And I don't know the title of it yet. That has yet to be <laughs> poured into my spirit. But I, we're going to, like, try a lot wow. of different Stop. people. It's going to be great. Yep. Amanda, that's such a good yeah. idea. Yeah. Katie, Come on, see, guys. this is what you just posited into us. And at that point, Starbucks will have to sponsor us because they'll be so amazed. Love it. I love this. I love this idea. Oh, Lord. That's so good. I love it. Okay. So we're about to close out. But Katie, I would love for you to pray over (laughs) our listeners. Yeah. um, Father, we just thank you. First off, we just thank you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for the fact that you love us, that you are with us, that you've never left us. You've never forsaken us. Um, God, we thank you that you can be found anywhere, that we don't have to be in a church to be able to feel you, feel you or know you or see you or touch you or taste you, um, that we can be in our homes and that you are still there because you have mm-hmm. sent your Holy Spirit um, to come as the comforter and be with us during this time. So we thank you for your comforting spirit yes, that is God. in our homes even now with everyone listening. Um, Father, I just ask that you would just put a, a level of peace over every single person that hears the sound of my voice, that they would feel so overwhelmed with the peace. Um, In your word, you say that you are the Prince of Peace. And so I just ask that the Prince of Peace would walk into every single home and every single nation across the world and that they would know the peace that surpasses all understanding and it would guard their heart and their mind and their spirit in these moments. Um, Father, we just ask that you would be so near that you would be so near, that you would draw so close to everybody, that we would feel you like we've never felt you before, that we would hear you like we've never heard you before. Um, God, that you would speak. We know that you speak. We know Mm -hmm. that you love to talk to us. And so, Father, may we be open to your voice. May we hear you. Um, Like you say in your word, God, speak speak to me. I am listening. Um, We are listening vessels who want to just hear you and know you um, deeper in this time. 
so God, we just ask that you would just come and meet us in our homes in these moments. We love you. We love you so much. Father, just ask that your love would pour out into every single person. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, Lord. Amen. I love you guys. Thank you so much. This blessed us beyond belief. I feel like I needed this. I love you too. And so it's so refreshing for my soul. So I just pray that all of our listeners feel so refreshed that they just feel your like the love of God and just the presence of him even now, like even for such a time as this, when it feels chaotic, that he actually is moving and causing us to rise up and to be strong in this moment. Love so you guys. I just felt God bless so encouraged by you. So we love you. And listeners, please connect with Katie. Um, join her class. Oh my I'd gosh, how awesome like would a, that be? A BB class. Like, that'd be so cool. And, and everybody has to up. show up when they're starting. Like a basically basic listener oh, class. So <gasps> obviously, I'm, obviously, I'm keeping a BB. <laughs> I am believing for that completely. That's so cool. You know what? Actually, here we go. If 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 you are a basically basic listener, I'm just making this up on the spot, but I know Amanda will agree. If you are a basically basic listener and you sign up for Katie's class, we are going to send you a $20 Starbucks gift card <laughs> you guys that are you can awesome. use to get drinks throughout your weeks of class. Yes. Love that. Speak it, sister. Isn't that a great idea? Yeah. A great idea? I love that. So <laughs> I'm just saying so all these ideas. So guys, we love you so much. We hope that you are blessed by this episode. Jesus Christ, yeah, he wants your basic.